Tampa, South Florida. The Brian Mudd Show starts right now. Now, now. News Radio 610 WIOD. Can't go wrong with Motley Crew any day of the week, including a Monday. Bloom Daddy here with you, 866-610-6397. Here's a question for you. Should executives spend less time worrying about social activism? In my opinion, absolutely yes. But then again, that's just me. Adam Rosari, Chief Marketing Officer, Agency Partner Interactive, joining us now. Adam, should execs spend less time worrying about being an activist? Hey, Bloom Daddy. Yeah, absolutely. You and I are both on the same page there, but uh, so is the majority of consumers that are out there. You know, you, you see these, these executives that really have sort of an overinflated sense of their, their responsibility towards social activism, but the thing is, is most of what they say, they can't really back it up. And, and, and really, too, people are seeing that. People are really sick of seeing companies like Coca-Cola's diversity training urging workers to be, quote, less white. People are scared about the idea that United Airlines is going to prioritize race and gender over qualifications for hiring pilots. People are sick of seeing Amazon cancel Dr. Seuss books. Uh, they're tired of seeing Amazon yank documentaries about Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Uh, and, of course, companies like Disney firing actress Gina Carano and overhauling their theme parks to make them a little bit more culturally sensitive. People are sick of it. And so these these, these executives, literally 63% of them think that unequivocally companies should speak out on social issues. But when you look at the data and you ask the consumers and, and the market tells you that just 36% of voters agree with what these top brass execs are saying, I mean, there's definitely a disconnect there. So, you know, let this be a warning to the woke CEOs. The market doesn't like woke, weak CEOs. They want you to be strong, and they want you to focus on offering great products and services at a great price. Well, Adam, I've always said since the beginning, it, it, this wokeism all starts and ends with the people at the top. If they just had some balls and they stood up and said, you know, I don't care if you protest outside. Knock yourself out. Go ahead. I don't care. We wouldn't have any of this. But they do. They're so spineless, or they're in on the wokeness, that they go along with it. But here's the problem. People still, the people who are complaining about it are still buying the product. Until that changes, it's going to be status quo. Yeah, you know, you're right. You have to really vote with your wallet. And that's what people are starting to do. But to, to really, to be able to do that effectively, you have to wait for the market to offer you alternatives to the status quo. And so you're starting to see a parallel economy sort of form, specifically in the big tech and media industry. You're seeing new options for, for where you might spend your time on social media. You're seeing new options for where you might host a website. Uh, the, the parallel economy right now is kind of emerging, and people are able to make more conscientious decisions about where they spend their money. And, you know, Bloom Daddy, I don't want to lose sight of this one thing, too. So, you know, it's not just the domestic social issues that, that these companies take a position on that are really mm -hmm. just really aggravating the market, but it's the obvious lack of, of, of activity and the lack of condemnation of how these companies are dealing with communist China. You know, these, com these companies look at China as a customer. They look at China as a fulfillment partner. They don't look at China for what it is as this communist society, this hostile nation that is literally guilty of genocide on millions of Uyghur Muslims. So, you know, you, the, the people see the truth here. They see what's going on. They see that 
these companies are ignoring social issues internationally, but they're social issues that actually really do matter. And, and they're looking at domestic social issues and acting like, you know, they, they really uh, mean what they say. That's just not the reality today. So people are making more decisions about where they spend their money. Uh, mm-hmm. And, of course, though, the, these bigger companies, though, it's, it's hard to – I mean, it's really hard to compete with, like, a Nike, right? You, you can be a small brand. You can be a small business owner that tries to create a competing concept. But at a certain level, these guys are, are really just so intertwined in our society that eventually you have to fight against corporatism to, to really go anywhere. Talking to Adam Rosari, Chief Marketing Officer, Agency Partner Interactive. Adam, what happened to the days of Michael Jordan? Remember when he was asked about, he was asked a political question, he, he wouldn't answer, and they asked him why, and he said because Republicans buy sneakers too. Isn't that the mentality that all of these brands should have? Because when they take a stand, they are alienating a part of the public that has money, that would potentially be buying their stuff? Oh, without question. You know, I, there, there are some people that say gone are the days, or gone are the dreams of Martin Luther King's uh, dream of a colorblind society. But the fact is, when you look at a lot of small businesses, when you look at the majority of businesses that are out there, not the Fortune 500s, we have a couple million businesses in, in the United States. Most businesses really do subscribe to that philosophy that my customer can be Democrat or Republican, my employees can be Democrat or Republican, as long as we agree that we're all Americans, and that's kind of step one. So, you know, I, I think kind of going back to the spirit of what Michael Jordan was saying, you know what, Republicans are customers too. That's where these big, woke CEOs should be going today. Yeah, but they're not. And I don't see it stopping until they're hit in the pocketbook. Or you see conservatives protesting. But see, the problem with that is conservatives actually have jobs, and they have things to do, and they have other concerns, and they're not petty. Maybe conservatives need to start getting petty and doing the same things we see the far left doing, and that's the only way we'll get some change. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I think there's a great quote from our former president, right? You're fired. Like, fire him, man. Let's let's fire him. Uh, The problem is a lot of these guys are all in cahoots with each other. Um, And and also, too, more often than not, you're going to find that conservatives are more willing to be open-minded. They're more willing to have a discussion with someone on the left. It doesn't go the other way around, unfortunately. Those who are on the left are typically less likely to engage in a conversation with someone that they know to be conservative. Uh, they're less likely to even date someone that they know to be a conservative. So, you know, it's funny that the far left, this, this party that tries to be the party of openness, uh, is actually the one that's closed off to, to more opportunities than not. So, you know what? Let that bite them in the end, right? Let that bite right. them in the end. It might take some time, and it might not be overnight, but uh, I think the party that is or just the group of people in general that are willing to be open-minded and that are willing to have a, an honest conversation about what's real, uh, these are the people that are going to be found to be in the truth, right? When you, when you look at tweets that come from people like AOC and VP Harris and, and, and President Biden, too, give it a few months, and, and it, it takes just a few months of time to see these tweets just bite them in the tail. They're always in the wrong. And so when you're, when you're kind of like following the trends of the left and you're not mm-hmm. moving in the values and the principles of, I think, the founding of our society, then you're always going to be proven wrong. You know, to the point you made, Adam, everything in in the United States is trendy. And this wokeness trend has got to end sooner rather than later. I mean, it, it, you know, we remember it was hashtag me too. And that blew up forever. And then it's gone. Then defund the police. It's gone. This wokeness thing, I'm waiting for the, and it's gone, but it just seems to keep on lingering. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Maybe we see things differently just because, 
you know, I, I'm a small business owner and I work with a diversity of, of businesses, small and large, and I'm seeing less and less appetite for discussions of this woke BS. Mm -hmm. uh, people are wanting to go back to this, this, this vision that Martin Luther King Jr. was really working for. Uh, people are seeing just how ridiculous some of these social justice initiatives are. And that's why a lot of the people who work for these big companies, they're, they're, they go to the break room with, with fear. They're afraid that they can't speak their minds. And, and so when you create a hostile workplace for, the, for employees that, you know, they, they're afraid of, of being looked at, it's like, oh, that, that white guy over there, he should be less white. Um, they're going to quit. And, and they're going to quit, and then that's going to result in some, some harm to those big enterprises that are right now subscribing to critical race theory. They're going to go work elsewhere. They're going to share their talents with maybe a smaller business that will come right. and compete. Right. Adam, thanks for being on the show, my man. A lot of good stuff. Always a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Adam Rosari, Chief Marketing Officer, Agency Partner Interactive. A couple of other stories I want to throw out there to you. First of all, if you haven't seen this, the consumer prices surged at the fastest pace in nearly four decades in November. You're paying more for practically everything from groceries to cars to gasoline. Yet the Biden administration continues to say, oh, there's no inflation. Oh, it, 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 we're doing great. Nothing to see here. But if you look, energy prices jumped 3.5% in November. They're up 33.3% year over year. Gasoline is a stunning 58.1% higher than it was a year ago. Food prices have also climbed 6.1% higher over the year. Used car, truck prices... That's a major component of the inflation increase, up 31%. But again, according to the Biden administration, nothing to see here. And how about Colorado Governor Jared Polis, a Democrat, saying the COVID-19 emergency is over? Not going to be implementing another statewide mask mandate? He's not going to do anything. As a matter of fact, he said if people aren't vaccinated at this point, it's their own darn fault if they get sick. Finally, a Democrat talking a little common sense. Here's a quote from him. He said the emergency is over. You know, public health officials don't get to tell people what to wear. That's not their job. Public health officials would say to always wear a mask because it decreases flu and decreases other airborne illnesses. But that's not something you require. You don't tell people what to wear. You don't tell people to wear a jacket when they go out in the winter and force them to wear it. If they get frostbite, it's their own darn fault. He's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. And I posed this question to a Democrat the other day. I said, you know what? You're all for these mandates. You're all for the vaccination. If Trump were still president and he was the one mandating it, you guys would be trying to impeach him for a third time. You'd be losing your collective minds. Your heads would be popping like zits. Oh, no, we wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. Yeah, you would. No, we wouldn't. I said, okay, start calling it the Trump vaccine. Silent. Didn't have a damn thing to say. They would be losing their collective minds if Trump were doing this same thing. 1115, Bloom Daddy in for Brian, 866-610-6397. Much more coming your way next.